Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Back here on Fantasy Sports Today, Dan Strafford, George Kurtz with you as we talk through... Championship weekend in the National Football League. In the final segment, we'll probably talk a little bit about 2019 fantasy football as well. We'll take a look back at overall results from 2018, get you a, a first look here. Uh, and then uh, in the near future on this radio program, uh, in this time slot, we'll start to turn the page towards some fantasy baseball talk. We can always uh, take a look at fantasy basketball uh, from a DFS perspective as well as the NHL, which I know uh, will make uh, George feel warm and fuzzy inside. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about the New England Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs game in Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, one that uh, had lots of discussion around the weather and how cold it was going to be. Obviously, uh, I'm sure if you do not live under a rock and if you're listening to this program, you don't because you're on the internet in some way, shape, or form. Um, it's it's cold throughout the country. There's a lot of snow. Uh, we're about to get hit by a big snowstorm uh, here in New England. Uh, I know uh, you had some snow last week in New York, and you're going to get a little bit uh, over the course of the next uh, 48 hours. Uh, the weather... Seems like it's shaking out to be a little bit warmer than people were projecting, but how much of a narrative uh, do you think that is, George, and how much do you think it actually influences the game? Do you think it's just something we like to talk about and enjoy pointing to, or do you think that the cold weather, if it had been as cold as projected down in the single digits, uh, could have a, a true influence on this game between Kansas City and New England? Oh, if it would have been in the single digits, it would have had an influence. I mean, that, that's, that's cold. That's damn cold. All right, uh, but right now they're looking at uh, 26 degrees, no, almost no wind. No, so uh, I'm not worried about it, not at all. Both these are cold weather teams. They uh, they've played in it. They uh, they'll adjust to it. They won't have a problem. Uh, I mean, you've heard Tom Brady, uh, besides the fact that they suck, say uh, that uh, he might wear a, a scuba suit. Uh, you know, I can't stand athletes who do this, teams who do this. Oh, no one respects. Yeah, right. No one respects the Patriots. No. Nah. Yep, you suck. We may not think you're as quite as good as you used to be, but we're we're just fine with you. We know you're a good team. So nice try playing the underdog the underdog here. All right, so uh, I, I just I never understand that. If they you know what, if that pumps you up in the locker room, fine, gotta do what you gotta do. But uh I just this makes me laugh. Yeah. No one respects the Patriots whatsoever. You're right, Tom. Um so anyway, uh he might wear a scuba suit tomorrow, he might not. You know, whatever it is. Uh I think he'll be fine. I think the KC will be fine. I'm not worried about the weather at all. It's going to be right now. It's like about upper twenties, so that that's fine. You know, uh, that's fine for football. But if it would have been five degrees, right? Yeah, Dan, I'm going to feel that. That's cold. All right, that that's cold. I ref hockey games outdoors, man. I I know what cold is. Twenty six, you can as long as it's not windy. Yeah, you know, you'll be fine if you run around for a little bit. You know, your body will uh, warm up and you'll uh, you won't really feel it. So, uh, not worried about the weather tomorrow in KC at all. I think uh, both teams will be fine with it. So, I think that's a uh, a non-story here. Before you go on to the next thing, yeah, you know, um, I have a friend of mine. Uh, he's not in the business, but uh, knowledgeable guy. And he and I, we you know, we'll talk 
couple of times during the week, and uh, it's all, always sports-related, and we'll get into our debates. And he knows that I haven't been a big Patriot believer all season long. Now, when I say that, I don't mean I think they suck. I right. don't think they're. I don't think they're a great team, and he's pretty much agreed all season long. Now he's a Jet fan, like you, so uh, obviously not a, not a Patriot fan at all. Condol- condolences, but, uh, condolences to him. Yeah, but. believe me, he's he's got he's got a lot of problems. But anyway, he brought up a good. Uh, I shouldn't say a good point, but I thought he brought up a good talking point the other day. Uh, Patriots go, have a big advantage because pretty much as soon as the schedule comes out in the NFL, we know they don't have an important game until divisional weekend. Right, because they're going to going to march to the AFC East. They're going to get a first round bye. The only, the only real question is, do they get the full bye or just the one week bye? This year they got right. the one week bye. So he brought up an interesting question. He uh, he goes, well, maybe. I don't even know if he believes this, but I think he just brought up an interesting uh, thing to talk about. Maybe Belichick knows this too, and that's why they didn't play well all season because they didn't have to. You know, and Belichick is saving things for the playoffs. Maybe that's why they look so good. Against the Chargers last week, I, said, I don't. I don't think I buy that at all. But sure. it, it is an interesting little viewpoint there to look at. Is that why New England's all of a sudden playing better at this time of year? So, I think that I have my own take on the the, the pump up video, and we'll, we'll get to that momentarily. But I I think that Bill Belichick has earned that take, right? So I think that the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick have earned the right for that to be even plausible, that they could slow play the regular season and turn it on during the playoffs, right? I think we're at a point of that at least being a reasonable question to ask. Have the Patriots sort of slow played their hand, figured out their their offensive cadence, brought in, you know, they brought in Josh Gordon. They tried to figure that out. They had, I don't, who's who's left on their roster from, from camp from the wide receiver court? It's like Hogan and Patterson, I think, and that's it. Everyone else is turned over. Um, but I, I would say no. I don't think any NFL team would completely slow play the regular season because they know their division is bad, um, mainly because you're one injury away from losing. If Tom Brady goes down, you're done. And if you if you if Tom Brady goes down, yeah, you're probably done in the playoffs too. But if you slow played and were four and two and all of a sudden you rattle off a couple losses in a row because Tom Brady's out, um, even though he is a, a system quarterback, I kid. That's one of my favorite things to poke uh, Pats fans about. But um I, I think it's an interesting take. I don't think it's true. I do think that the Patriots have made a, an industry out of figuring out their team throughout the season. Bill Belichick's Bill Belichick makes adjustments throughout the year. Not every franchise does that. Not every head coach does that. A lot of coaches do the I am this. I'm this style co- uh, coach. We're this style team. This is what we're going to do. We're going to plug players in. What Belichick has done so well for the entire time Brady has been there is that he has adjusted play calling and adjusted personnel to what they needed. And I think that's what you're seeing. I think it's just the season-long adjustment to what works, what doesn't work, where are they old, where are they young, where do they have athletes, where don't they have athletes, and where can they lean. And that's why you saw James White have, what, 27 targets last week. I exaggerated a little bit. Um, So that's where I, I, I point it. But I do think it's funny that that is at least a reasonable question. You know, it's a reasonable question to ask whether or not how good they've been do the Patriots slow play the regular season a little bit more because they know their path to the playoffs is a little bit easier than some of the others. Um, As for the pump-up video, George, you hit on it already, but 
I find it comical that a franchise that has won as much as the Patriots have are trying to play the underdog card. And not that in the locker room they don't talk about it. Like, hey, guy, you know, the, the, the media doesn't believe in us. They wrote us off. Let's go out and prove them wrong. I get that enough. But the idea that Pat's fans and the Patriots themselves through the media are trying to play this up, and I get it. It becomes a media talking point and talking heads, you know, uh, devour it and they talk about the Pats and it becomes ratings. And I can be skeptical there, too. But it's just it's laughable. It's laughable. It's comical. It's as if the, the 2001 Yankees went out there and said, hey, no one believes in us. No, yeah, no one this season. People are down on us. They're saying we can't win the World Series. We're going to go out there and prove them wrong. Everyone would have laughed them off the back pages. It's the same with the Bulls in, in the mid-90s. If Michael Jordan had come out one season where maybe they were projected to have their downturn and said, oh, you know, nobody believes in us. We're the underdog. We're going to prove everybody wrong. You would have laughed at them. You, would have laughed. you win as much as you do. You don't get to play that card anymore. You don't get to. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. You just don't. Not in a public way. If you want to talk about it internally and have it be bulletin board material, fine. Good for you. But Edelman and all these guys sharing the video on social media with the hashtag bet against us. All right, I'm going to. Because I don't think you're winning this game, but it's not because like I've written you off. It's because you're not as good as the Chiefs. I I think it's silly, but we can we can go on from there. Uh, so what's your... Th- do you think Belichick slow plays at George? Do you think he... He does that, or do you think it's a little bit too far-fetched to actually be worthwhile? Yeah, I think you, uh, maybe in your first line, you put it perfectly. Boy, does he deserve the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I mean, right, uh, right, right. If there's anybody who could pull it, pull it off, it would be Belichick. But no, no, I can't think that that's what's going on here, where he's just like, oh, you know, I, I know I got the division. I don't have to worry until uh, January. I'll pull out. I'm just going to, you know, play it straight through the regular season, then we'll put the hard stuff in the playoffs. Uh, no, I, I can't buy that. But uh, like I said it's an interesting discussion because I think with New England, it's a different mindset there. You do know you're winning with division. It is a big uh, lift off your shoulders. Everything would have to go wrong, and by everything I mean Tom Brady getting hurt, for you not to win the division. That's yep. it. Other than that, you have the best quarterback ever. You have the one of the best coaches, not the best coach ever. This is something we're, we're never going to see again right. as far as a team. What has he gone to now? 13? 13 yep. championships in 18 years? That's incredible. We will never see this again. Never. I mean, that, that they can keep doing this. Yes, part of it is because the Jets, Dolphins, and Bills can't get out of their own way. You know, Man, that's a, maybe even a, really a huge can't. part of it. It's so they can't. So they, 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 of course, there's always more than one reason for why a team is great. You know, in this case, you, you, you combine Brady, Belichick, the greatness of them two, with the ineptitude of the other three teams. Well, guess what? You know, you're going to have a pretty damn good run here. You put the Patriots in the NFC with all these other good teams, they would have some issues. But that's not the way it is. Doesn't matter, you know. So I think, uh, like I said, them playing the underdog card here, I think is hilarious. I, I truly do. Are they the underdog going into this game? Sure. You know, they, last I looked, they were the favorite last week as the Chargers to win that right. game. So I don't know where you were getting this. That no one thought you were going to win. All right, that that's complete uh, be a bulls crap. We may not be able to figure out a reason why you were going to win if you don't <laughs> think your team's very good. Uh, I think I said this on the radio. I, I was picking the Patriots to win the game. I don't know why. You know, right. well, I know why, because I keep picking the Patriots until someone beats them. It's really that simple. Right. You know, it's just that they, they find ways to win, which is maybe, that might be one of the best compliments you can give a team. You find ways to win, no matter what the circumstance, no matter who you're playing, what you have to do, you find a way to win. And I think that's the big thing for me with Belichick and with the, your friend's theory, 
is he makes adjustments and it's a league of copycats, right? Like, so it's a league where something works, Sean McVay, air raid, whatever you want to call it. All of a sudden that's every team. Oh, we, you know, we need to go, uh, get, uh, Kingsbury. We need Monken. We need these guys who are running these high powered offenses to run our teams. And yet in new England, Belichick persists. Belichick continues to just make the tiny adjustments, the small adjustments each week to win games. And you will see, yes, they have a very specific sort of Patriot way of offense. The short passes, uh, not really a big run game. Uh, a couple of wide receivers who can stretch the field. And then Edelman, uh, oh, I'm going to blank on who was the who was the wide receiver forever in New England. Uh, oh, no. I mean, uh, not Glenn. Uh, well, oh, Terry man, Glenn. you got me. Uh, well, nah, you know who I'm I know talking the guy about. I'm going to say it. Short white guy. Um, that, that was oh, Wes Welker. Wes Welker. There it is. Thank you. Uh, Wes Welker. And you get short passes, slot receiver over the middle. That is the quote-unquote Patriot way. But they'll beat you multiple different ways. And that's George's point. I agree. And, and trust me, it pains me to give this franchise credit. I It is to levels of hatred and, and um, jealousy at this point for me, with the New York Jets as a franchise compared to the New England Patriots, and now living in this area, having family, most of my wife's family lives in this general area and are diehard Pats fans. My daughters go to school with all Patriots fans. They had Patriots Day on Friday. Everyone wearing Pats gear. It pains me to say, but it is the best run sports franchise ever. And George's point, we will not see this again. We won't. Think about the Braves in the 90s, and that didn't turn into many championships for them. Or the Yeah, the 90s. The 80s into the 90s. We're not going to see that again in baseball. Free agency, competitive balance, all those things. Once Belichick retires, there's not another Bill Belichick. And I know I get people credit Brady. I, I will say that Tom Brady will go down as one of the best and possibly regarded as the the best quarterback to play in the NFL. I don't think he's the most talented, and I think that Belichick's genius trumps Brady's skill. And so I will always say Belichick, and that's why I make the joke about Brady being a system quarterback. Uh, I think Belichick is the genius here. I think Brady is very good, if not great. I think he has a skill on the field of reading defenses and knowing what's happening. But I would say Drew Brees is a better quarterback. I would say Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Tom Brady, skill-wise. With that said, though, this franchise will not be duplicated ever. And I think once Brady retires, Belichick retires, or vice versa. They, they both will walk away because it's not going to work otherwise. Um, unless Belichick decides, I need to prove my genius by doing this without Tom Brady. But, you know, I need to prove that I can do this without Tom. Uh, and that's possible. But uh, that, with that said, we do have a football game this weekend for New England, taking on Kansas City. I do think Kansas City is going to win this one. I do think this is Andy Reid finally making it uh, to the Super Bowl, uh, back to the Super Bowl, you know, an opportunity here to make it happen. We talked about the weather already. We've talked about the pump-up video. Now we can get into the to the meat and potatoes here and talk about this game. Uh, 56 over under, dropped from 59 and a half. And I think you saw a lot of people early in the week talking about pounding the under because of the weather. I'm intrigued now. If, if this weather continues to creep up a tiny bit more, a couple of degrees warmer, no wind, 
We could see a ton of points here. Um, and George, I wonder, what do you think now? With the weather trending in the right direction, with no wind, with these two offenses, do you think we see uh, numbers pushing that over under 56? I do. I mean, uh, I guess the first question you ask is, boy, can the Chiefs defense play that well again? Yeah. What did they look good last week? I mean, they look really good. I don't say the Patriots different kind of offense there, and uh, Belichick lost some some wrinkles that they haven't seen. But uh, man, I, I was impressed. Certainly impressed by what the Patriots did last week. So yeah, I think it can uh, I can push it. I do. I don't think weather's a factor anymore. I think it was earlier in the week when they said it was going to be single digits, maybe even below zero with the with some wind chill. Now that's they're not calling for that at all. I said twenty six degrees, five miles an hour wind is nothing. They'll be fine here. I'm not worried about the weather tomorrow. I think you know, I think you will see points on the board here. I think there's going to be a lot of points on the board here. I will, We'll talk about that coming up uh, in the next segment. Uh, if you're out there and feel like calling, uh, we will open up the phone lines too. If, uh, Sean, uh, that is doable. 844-843-6879. 844-843-6879. I just don't want to leave Kenny out in the cold uh, if he's looking to give a call in uh, and talk about these two games. Happy to hear from him as always. But uh, coming up. In the next segment, we will break it down. We'll talk about uh, where we see these game, this game going, where the prop bets are, and we'll talk uh, about who we think the winner will be when we get through all that analysis. Both of us leaning Chiefs now. Maybe that can change over the next 20 minutes as we talk through. We're back with more on Fantasy Sports Day. Dan and George right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. to Fantasy Sports Today. Dan Shaver, George Kurtz. Welcome to the jungle. This has to be a live version, right? Yeah, that's definitely a live version. Welcome to the jungle. George, let's talk Pats. Let's talk Kansas City. Minus three here in favor of Kansas City. 29.5 implied total for uh, the Chiefs. 26.5 for the Patriots. 56 over under. We've touched on that already. Uh, Let's talk Kansas City first. Obviously, a very high-powered offense, uh, but we do get news that Spencer Ware is a full go. He's off the injury report. Uh, He's coming back from a hamstring injury. Damian Williams, in his stead, has uh, shown himself to be more than viable last week against the Colts. Five receptions on six targets, 25 yards. He had one score through uh, the air. Uh, He had 20... Oh, sorry, he had one score on the ground. Uh, 129 yards, rushing 25 attempts. Uh, do you think Spencer Ware makes his way back into uh, the good graces here of Andy Reid, or is this Damian Williams' show uh, uh, throughout the game on Sunday? Well, I think uh, Ware will play. 
But I think it's going to be Williams uh, as the main guy. If I'm playing DFS, it's Williams I'm starting over where, if I had a choice between the two. So I absolutely think that's the way they're going to run it here. I think uh, if Ware would have stayed healthy, sure, he may, may be the guy in Williams, maybe the secondary role, but he didn't stay healthy, got hurt. Williams took over the role. And I uh, saw a little Wally Pip here. I mean, Williams just played, just, just played too well. Catch the ball, run the ball, short yards. He's done everything they've asked him to do and done it well in there. Been success, successful with him doing it. Once again, if it ain't broke, I'm not fixing it. Makes, pardon me, makes a ton of sense. Uh, I wonder what the breakdown is going to be between the two uh, from a carry perspective. Um, <laughs> let's, let's go to the phones. Kenny uh, from Philadelphia, you're on with Dan and George. Uh, do you have your meteorology hat on? Are you ready to give us a, a forecast and, and uh, break it down for us? Um, no, it's cold, man. It's gonna be cold. That's just, just know that. Just know that. Uh, just know that Sunday in the Monday we're gonna be all the way down in the teens. That's gonna be the high yes, here. Sir. So I mean, it's gonna we're be. 10. Uh, we're projected. Uh, we're forecasted to be ten degrees here uh, on mean. Monday after getting twelve to fifteen inches of snow. So that's gonna be fan fantastic, Kenny. Let me tell you, Mother Nature. Mother Nature isn't playing. How you doing, Georgie? Well, I'm not getting ten to fifteen inches of snow, so I'm I'm fine. <laughs> I know you are, but those Cowboys aren't now, are they? Now, you know I had to say something about that. Eh? Yeah, I don't get upset about that. I know people uh, <laughs> People do. Uh, I'm a fan. I don't own the team. I'll live. Yeah, right. I, I'm just... hibernating all week. Uh, they lost. And listen, I, I am, I'll tell you one thing. If you're going to lose, lose big. I know the score ended up being eight points, but they were never really in that game. I get right. it, you know. You want to bother me. You know, you go back into the eight when they, the catch with Dwight Clark, you lose by a point. That's a killer. That's oh, yeah, a replay. Yeah. You lose that game Saturday night. You, you sucked. I mean, you sucked. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're still running the ball down your throat. You lost. Better right. team won. Last, last week, uh, they opened the game with what I, what I pretty much predicted. If uh, Drew Brees could get the ball three more yards out there, Ted Ginn got a touchdown. First play of the game. So, I mean... I think he's going to be affected this week, and I was also upset at uh, Andrews Pete. I actually, I actually trolled him on Twitter. I was tweeting at him for those four penalties, especially the one where Taysom Hill threw the ball deep to Kamara, and that play got that touchdown got called yep. back. I was, I was yelling at the TV. I mean, I was literally yelling at the dog on TV. So uh, this week, I'm, I'm interested to see if they're going to do, do more. Uh, maybe Ingram man uh, and Kamara in the backfield, emotional. Uh, Kamara out to try to uh, slow down uh, Sue and uh, Sue and Donald. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really think it was a problem last uh, last game we played. I went. In, I went back and uh, checked out the game, but they really didn't give us uh, that much of a problem up front. But the, uh, the thing is, with Brady and with Breeze, they say, "Oh yeah, you got to get pressure on them." No, it's where you get pressure. You have to get pressure up the middle because right. Brady yeah. like because because Brady like Breeze. They step up in the pocket and they their their uh, their pocket awareness and moving around in the pocket, giving them just enough time to get the ball off. So it's it's important that for the Chiefs and the Rams to get pressure in the middle. So um, DFS ain't much ain't much really to talk about, but uh, no, I do sir. have three things to say here. Um, I'm going to be feeding uh, uh, the KC running back Williams, and I'm going to be feeding golf. So I'm just going to. Why would uh why would all the other possibilities? And uh if you had the which uh which Rams wide do you think would be better this week? Because they're all around the same price pretty much. Not Reynolds though, just uh Cooks and uh and Woods. I, I always lean on Woods. It's personal preference on a week over week basis, um, from a target and reception perspective. Um but uh I can't say that it's been 
the right formula every week, obviously. Uh, what do you got, George? Do you have a preference between Woods or Cooks? I think the safer play is Woods. I mean, you know, you know he's going to get more volume there. Cooks, you're gonna, you do need that big play, but I like them both. And one, uh, one other thing on DFS. Now, this week, you might as well play three running backs. you gotta play, you got to play that running back in your flexes. you got the two running backs from New England, two from um, the Rams, and two from the Saints. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much feeding the Chiefs running back. So, I mean, uh, and also, as far as tight ends, you got Kelsey, or Gronk, and you got, I guess, Josh Hill, unless you want to play the, the roulette with the two Rams. So, I mean, it's really not much to talk about. But uh, I already have a, I already had a, a, a future bet already for the Saints with my team early in the year, so I already have that. So in order to hedge, what do you, this, this is what you do to make some money. Since I already have them, what you do to hedge is you you uh, put money on the at the AFC at the AFC uh, one of those teams to go. So you put money on the Patriots, or you put money on the Chiefs to win. That way, the only way you lose is if if the Rams, you know, if the Rams somehow win right. win two games, which which is possible, not impossible, which is but that's right. the less that's the less likely of the uh, of the well, outcomes here. I love I, I love that your sense of hedging isn't to hedge on the Rams; it's to hedge on the AFC side, so your fandom can still win out. That you're not betting at all on the Rams, but you're betting yeah. in case. Yeah, but, uh, it makes sense. I get it. I get it. It makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the games. I mean, you guys are doing an awesome job. I got to say that. Just in case anybody say that. You guys are doing an awesome that. job on Saturday mornings. I appreciate the show. appreciate the shout-outs and all that. And uh, hopefully we got a we got a uh, good two games. I don't think neither one is going to be a blowout. Either. I think, um, especially the uh, Rams Saints game, I think both of the coaches are going to come out, you know, conventional. Uh, uh, um, very conventional, you know, running the ball until the other team goes up and goes up maybe by two scores, and that might open the game up a little bit. The Chiefs what? pass game, who knows? <laughs> I, I, I hope so. I hope you're right, Kenny. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate right, you uh, each and every right. week being uh, being there and, and listening and calling in. George, I will say this, and we'll get to the game particularly now. We've right, talked man. about the weather. We've talked about the cold. We've talked about the snow here in New England. I will say this. My prediction for Sunday, if the New England Patriots win, so if the Patriots win, that come 10 months from that day, there's going to be a spike in births here in Massachusetts. (laughs) You're going to have a lot of very happy Pats fans. You're going to have 8 to 15 inches of snow outside. Things are going to happen, George. Things are going to happen. So that is my prediction. If the Pats win... You're going to see a large increase in, in births here in Massachusetts 10 months from now and lots of babies named Brady uh, when all is said and done. But let's talk about this game. Uh, what do you got from the Kansas City side wide receivers? Uh, obviously, Tyreek Hill uh, is the, the skill uh, upside guy, speed. Uh, weather shouldn't affect him too much here. Uh, obviously, as we're seeing less wind, uh, no uh, snow, just cold. Uh, do you like Watkins? Do you think Conley has some upside? Anybody outside of Tyreek Hill you think could have a big game against the Pats? Well, Watkins certainly could. Right, he showed up last week and had a really nice game, so that wouldn't shock me at all. Uh, obviously, Kelsey and Hill, we, we're going to like a lot here. Once again, we, we, we assume Belichick's going to try and take away one, if not both. I assume the player he tries, tries to take away is Hill. 
right? He's the guy who can go 90 in one play. So you uh, double cover him, however you want to do a bracket, guy over the top, up at the line of scrimmage, tackle him, uh, kidnap him, whatever it might be. I assume that's what they'll do uh, to try and keep the, the big play at bay here. And so you're looking for that secondary player. Once again, that guy we can rely on for DFS that's in, I don't want to say out there. Conley is the guy that comes to mind for me that maybe he can be other game. How about uh, Demarcus Robinson? Another guy that maybe can be that guy? Because you, you can't all play all the normal guys. You're not going to win anything. Everyone's going to have the same guys. So you got to find, you do have to find that guy that will, you know, differentiate you enough, but still give you a decent shot that he's the man. You know, so I think uh, Conley or Robinson would be the guy I'm going with here. It's, it, it is really intriguing as we talk about the Pats and, and whatever... Um whatever internal and, and fandom uh, we are underdog motto and, and mantra right now they have. If you look at this defensive secondary, you look at the sheer numbers, age, uh, you say they're old, they're slow. But if you look over on Pro Football Focus, and it's usually a pretty good uh, gauge of some of the talent when they rank out the top offensive lines, when they rank out the top wide receivers, you can get a good understanding from their uh, statistical breakdown. You have uh, Stephen Gilmore is the number one rated uh, cornerback in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. And this is as of January 11th. So, Stephen Gilmore won. Uh, Jason McCourty, are you rah-rah, are you rah-rah, hoorah, hoorah, Rutgers-rah. Uh, he is uh, sixth ranked. And then I think Devin McCourty's in here as well somewhere. Maybe not top 25, but I think he's top 30 or top 40. You know, this is a team that... For for all of the warts that we saw coming in, uh, for them being older, they have two of the top ten cornerbacks, according to Pro Football Focus. Now, does that translate into every game? No, of course not. It's a, a season-long statistical breakdown uh, based on targets and catches and completion percentage. Uh, the note here, yet another Patriots corner who had a career year. McCourty allowed a completion percentage of only 58.9% on the season, his lowest for a single season. Now, a lot of that has to do with scheme, about how they go about coverage, uh, throw windows, all of those things, but this is going to be a tough matchup for Mahomes. I think more so than some people may let on because of how typically uh, slow and old they look. Uh, but let's uh, let's talk about the rest of the offense here. Do you like Kelsey to be the, the leading receiver on this weekend for the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, I mean, I'm playing him. I don't know if I'd say I like him to be the uh, leading receiver. Uh I assume if Belichick tries to take away one player, it's Hill, not Kelsey. But Kelsey's right up. <coughs> excuse me, Kelsey's right up there in that list as well. He's not going to be. He's not someone that Bill is going to want to see determine this game. So he's going to do have a game plan for him as well here. I think what Bill in a perfect world would like to see is, you know what? If you can beat me with Damian Williams and Spencer Ware, so be it. But I want to take away your top passing weapons. I don't want those guys to beat me. I just don't know he's going to be successful doing that. All right. Uh, what anything else from the Kansas City side of the ball that you find intriguing names or, or numbers that you want to share before we move to uh, New England? No, I think we can't. We, we know what Casey. You know, we know Mahomes going to throw the boys going to chuck it around area as you put it earlier. Hill, Watkins, Kelsey. I think they're all going to have solid games. All right. Let's uh, let's turn the page and look at uh, New England here. Uh, breaking down the New England Patriots offense can always be. A little bit of a uh, game of roulette, trying to land on the number you think will come up, and meaning, uh, is it a James White week? Is it a Rex Burkhead week? Do they go to Sonny Michelle more so than anything? Uh, wide receivers, you obviously have Julian Edelman, who's going to see uh, his own uh, 
as much as he can handle from a volume perspective. But then you talk about the likes of a, a Dorsett or a Chris Hogan uh, as you get down to the cheaper side. Uh, you have Patterson as well, uh, who has obviously uh, some upside from a speed perspective, though didn't see a ton of work last week against the Chargers. What do you got here? What do you think uh, the game plan is for the New England Patriots, and how do you see them attacking this Kansas City defense? You know, you know, Dan, I believe you and I called it last week, right? Uh, yes, sir. Yes. There's going to be yes. a lot of short pass to James White and Edelman. I mean, come on. Yeah, Chargers should have known this was coming. And, it, it, I mean, Belichick went overboard. God, what, they get 27 passes between them or something like that? Uh, would it shock me if this is the same thing? No. Wouldn't shock me at all if this is the same thing. Only thing that's a little, a little harder is that, well, even the Chiefs didn't know what was coming. They know now. You know, they, we, we all know what the Patriots, they really don't have much of a downfield passing game right now. You know, Patterson, Hogan, Dorsett, okay, they're okay, but there's nobody, no big threat there. So I think once again, it's a short pass game in the run game here. I know the Chiefs played extremely well on defense last week. I mean, they were great. Can they do it again? And I think that's what Bill Peltuck's going to want to find out. Can you do it again? Gronk is not really a threat at this point. He's not. You know, he had one catch of 25 yards last week. I don't know if that changes much this week. I don't. He's just not the same player anymore, especially on a, a slow track, cold weather. That's not going to be great for his body either. So I don't think we're going to see much out of him. And he can always catch a touchdown. Anybody but, can catch a touchdown. Right. But I don't see him having a big game this week either. I think it's the same, same trio. Brady, Michelle, White. Edelman. Those are, well, I guess that's a quartet. But uh, those are guys you're, you're looking out for. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, the, uh, the thing with Gronkowski, <clears throat> I think I said it last week, the, the possibility and the probability of him having a big game are two vastly different things. The probability of him having a big game here is, is low. Um, now, at a price point that continues to drop, when you talk about Daily Fantasy, you're looking over on DraftKings, he's at 4100 that's a really cheap price point for Rob Gronkowski, especially with Kelsey at 7100 You're trying to fit in certain pieces. Pricing's down. They're trying to let you make lineups pretty much what you will here. So you're not really forced to make too many tough decisions, uh, but there's obvious possibility for upside here for Gronkowski at 4100 the probability of it, though, is, isn't there for me. And, and I'd rather go to a Josh Hill even cheaper, save the extra 1500 and pay up elsewhere across the board uh, to really get the highest upside. Gronk was great. Uh, and I think that if, again, I think of the Patriots when he's done. I think he retires. I think he walks away. If the Patriots were to walk uh, somehow win a Super Bowl here, I think Gronkowski... Is, is done, says so long, and goes about his acting career or you know his uh, Soul Train auditions, whatever it might be that ha- he has next in his life. Um, but I, I think even if they don't, there may be there will be a lot of questions in the offseason about Gronkowski uh, and how they go about uh, using him in the future, if at all. Uh, it's a James White week until it's not for me. So I, I will uh, have White wherever I can. I think he'll be very heavily owned, obviously, at 5,400 on DraftKings from a DFS perspective. Um, we will take a look at uh, the prop bets for this game uh, in our next segment. Uh, we'll go through uh, some of the fun ones and see uh, what the upside is. I assume White... I haven't looked yet, George. What's your guess for over-under for receptions for James White? What do you think the line would be at? <sighs> Seven? That's I, I was thinking seven and a half. I, like that's where I my, my brain went. And that that's high. That's high. incredibly yeah, high. Yeah. Still going over. 
exactly right. Um, exactly like it's that's high, but yeah, he's having he's getting twelve receptions. He's getting twelve receptions uh, for eighty to ninety yards. Like it's just it's such an easy process for them. And now hell, Kansas City could try to you know again. Here's the thing: if they move linebackers up and try to take that away, that's when Hogan. And, and Patterson, like, that's when you see the deep balls. And Brady will take those chances. Belichick will take those chances. So if you're talking DFS, someone like a Chris Hogan is going to be, I think, pretty popular this weekend to George's point before because we're going to look for someone who's not highly rated, highly valued, at a low price point who can have a big upside. And I think Hogan's really going to be on a lot of people's radar. We have one more segment to go here. Uh, coming up uh, at 10 o'clock, we have more football talk. Joe Kalina. uh, George and uh, Jim Day will be with you talking more football from 10 to 1. So stay tuned for that. We have one more segment to go. We'll talk profits after this on Fantasy Sports Today. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Dan Strapper, George Kurtz, closing out Fantasy Sports Day in our final segment here. Time to talk about, uh, well, I guess, George, here's the question. We both talked Kansas City uh, as we worked our way through here. Um, I think Kansas City wins. Do you think Kansas City at minus three comes away with a victory, and can they cover that spread? Yeah, I do. I think Kansas City wins the game as well. Uh, but I think it's, I, I hate going up uh Going against New England, it's a sucker's bet. Absolutely, usually. yep. You know, it's just uh, they always they they do find a way. They're very well coached. They they win big games. They're so used to the pressure that it's going to happen. I do wonder with Kansas City, what happens if something goes wrong early? Can they recover? Sure. You know, I mean that that would be my biggest thing for them. You know, let's just say for for giggles here, New England scores a touchdown on their first drive. It's seven nothing, and then it's a pick six or it's a fumble it's return. That, yeah, yeah. They just go. Yep. F- Right, they just go three and out, and New England scores again, and ten nothing, fourteen nothing. You know, can they recover from that, or will they be too uh, too soon? You know, just, uh, you know, that, that's my biggest worry there. What what happens when something goes wrong? I think uh, I think that's the question, I, and we don't have an answer. You know, we don't know how Mahomes and listen, these are all professional football players. They are paid lots of money to play the game, and uh, the idea of uh, oh, how do they handle it? May be overblown at times, but this is a legitimate experience question. Um, you know, the Tyreek Hills, the Spencer Wares, uh, Mahomes, and these are guys who are experiencing things for the first time. Um, does Mahomes throw a, a pick six early, and how does he recover? You know, do, do, does Bill Bel- pardon me, but does Bill Belichick scheme to confuse Mahomes specifically and try to get? Uh, a process in place that he's having to read defenses he hasn't seen before. That's what Belichick does so well. 
the disguise, the the, the changes, the the uh, new things, new wrinkles that aren't on game tape uh, that they seem to do each and every week really changes the the way a game will break down. So I think there's lots to talk about there. I think that uh, lots of ways to figure that out. But uh, all we're going to have to do is wait and see uh, how Mahomes reacts. Now, who knows? In the past, the Patriots have won the toss and uh, deferred. I know they took the ball this past weekend. They went to get out on top, and they did. That's always fun to discuss, too. The the rationale between uh, taking the ball early um, is a, a big, big uh, question. So let's talk some prop bets. We're going to close out the show, having some fun here. Going through prop bets, uh, we are not going to talk about 2019 uh, fantasy football. Didn't get to that. Uh, had a nice discussion with Kenny. Uh, some... Uh, Programming notes will come out over the next couple of weeks of, of uh, what we're talking about, what we're looking at, and, and who's on when. Uh, but uh, until then, we will start looking at fantasy baseball uh, in uh, fantasy football for 2019 in the near term. George, some prop bets here. And these are some of the fun ones. Uh, most receiving yards, Hill versus Edelman. So Tyreek Hill versus Julian Edelman. Who has more receiving yards? Tyreek Hill is minus 125, Edelman minus 115. I think the yardage... <laughs> I'll go Hill. Give me Hill. All right. Uh, I, I dig it. I think that's uh, that's the right way to go. Sammy Watkins or Rob Gronkowski? Watkins. Yeah, I'm with you there. Minus 185 for Watkins, plus 135 for Gronk. Just think how far he's fallen. Like, it's just, it's really it's amazing shame. that uh, the body will, will uh, only stand up so long. It's a tough, tough sport. Uh, teams commit first turnover. Chiefs minus 115, Pats minus 105, no turnovers, plus 1,000. Uh, you know, I'd probably go uh, oh, no turnovers just for the, uh, the line. Right. You know, I think so. It's not, I think it's, it's just... It's, yep. it's, it's not raining, it's not snowing, it's not a lot of wind, it's not definitely going to be a turnover. It doesn't have to happen. My only thinking is this, Joe, in one and, uh, in one and done games... If one yep. team does get behind, they'll take chances, and chances usually do lead to turnovers. But just for the line, I'm going to put some money on my no turnovers. Yeah, I think that's uh, a reasonable take, and sometimes you take the risk there. You take a $10, $20 bet and, and hope for, hope, or you know, you could, you could project here no turnovers. Like To George's point, like you can project a, a game with these two offenses, obviously with Brady. You know, Brady throws picks from time to time, and so does Mahomes, but you can project out one where there isn't. Now, again... Uh, fumbles, which way they bounce, it's all sort of random. Uh, but uh, if a fumble happens and a turnover doesn't happen, it's still not a turnover. Uh, let's talk, um, let's see, passing yards. So let's get into, the, to, as I said, the meat and potatoes of these prop bets. Patrick Mahomes, plus 315 and a half passing yards. That's a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm still going over. I think I'm going under there. I, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game with... Uh, yeah, if it's a high-scoring game, Mahomes has to be throwing the ball. But I think the Pats' defensive secondary is good enough to limit yardage here. Um, I'm staying away from this one. That's what I'm doing here. <laughs> I'm not touching this one for an actual bet. I would say under, but I have no confidence uh, in that number. So uh, total passing yards for Tom Brady, 290.5. I'm going to go under. I'm going to try and run the ball and keep Mahomes off the field. Uh, let's see. Total touchdown passes, one and a half for Tom Brady. I got to go over. Mahomes, two and a half. That's a big number, man. Three touchdowns. Uh huh. It's a crapshoot. I mean, what, what if Damian Williams, you know, Tyreek Hill goes out of bounds at the one yard line? That's what always kills you. 
Uh, or you even see, you know, hill jet sweeps or hill, you know, right. wide receiver screens <laughs> that are ruled laterals. Like that happens a lot more than you actually realize with this Chiefs offense where Hill takes a step back and they're throwing backwards and all of a sudden it's a rush for Hill rather than a pass. Uh, I mean, I think uh, I think Mahomes has a nice game, but I'll go the under there. All right. Uh, James White, 60, uh, sorry, 56 and a half receiving yards. Over. Chris Hogan, 29 and a half. Over. Edelman, 78 and a half. Sure. Why not make it consistent? Over. Yeah, and then Gronkowski, 51 and a half. Under. Yep, Shame. right there with you. Uh, Watkins, so we have Watkins, Kelsey, Hill coming up. So uh, Sammy Watkins, 55 and a half. I think it's about right. I'll still take the over, though. Travis Kelsey, 84 and a half yards. Big number for a tight end. Big number. Oh, under. All right. Let's talk about Tyreek Hill, 87 and a half. Over. All right. Rushing yards. But I, I, I think those numbers, by the way, for Hill and Kelsey are pretty much right on. Yep. As you said, if I, you know, I would say I, I'm not going to touch it, but uh, since I have to pick one, I'll pick uh, the under and the over there. But, uh, I wouldn't, as far as betting, if I in reality, wouldn't touch it. Uh, that yeah, and I and that's we talked about it, and much like fantasy, if you're not comfortable playing something DFS, you don't play it. You just stay away. It's not you, you just make that decision that it's not something you want to uh, go down. Don't make wild guesses here just to to make guesses. Uh, go for these special because there are so many of them. There are so many opportunities here for prop bets. If you're looking to get uh, some wagers in, just find the ones you're confident in and, and go with that. Total rushing yards: Sony Michelle, eighty-one and a half yards. Under. Yeah, and I, th- this is one I would stay far away from. Uh, even with the James White and Sonny Michelle, we've seen real uh, <clears throat> roles seem to emerge. This is still a Bill Bel- Belichick backfield. I-, I can't can't confidently say I feel you know X about Sonny Michelle this week. I-, I think he could go for 40 yards or 140 yards, and I think those are both reasonable outcomes because of the way the Patriots play football. Damian Williams, 64 and a half. I'm going under there, too. Rex Burkhead. This is a fun one. God. 16 and a half. (sighs) I'm not going to love Burkhead either way. He's going to be... I'm going to go under. All right. Uh, James White, rushing yard, 17 and a half. Over. How many rush attempts did he have last week? Zero. Zero. Zero rush attempts last week. 15 receptions on 17 targets. <laughs> 15 receptions. It's amazing. Oh, uh, boy. Uh, no scores, too. Like, just think about that. It was just, uh, and didn't get the 100-yard bonus over on DraftKings. So he had 24.7 DraftKings points simply on volume. Simply on volume. Uh, all right. Uh, let's keep going here. That's just crazy numbers. Uh, receiving yards. Did I touch on receiving yards for James White? I did not ask you yet. No. Uh, receiving yards for, oh, no, this is the total. Total rushing and receiving yards. Oh, I have to go over on this. Total rushing and receiving yards, James White, 65 and a half. Yeah, we, are, we liked that earlier. Yeah, that's... Whew. total. Yeah, you got to go over on that. And total rushing and receiving yards for Sony Michelle, 85 and a half. I'm taking the over there, too. I, I hear the over. I'll stay away again. I just don't, uh, don't see it as necessary. Uh, they have longest field goal scored over 45 and a half. Under 45 and a half. Who will use their first timeout? 
Both are minus 120. Uh, will there be a missed or blocked field goal? Um, first penalty, most rushing yards, Williams, uh, most rushing yards, uh, Damian Williams or Sony Michelle? Plus 125 for Williams, minus 175 for Sony Michelle. Michelle. All right. I think I think we've exhausted at least the reasonable prop bets here. There are some more. Uh, if you want to get into the weeds, uh, go to your favorite uh, site, go to your favorite app, and, and see what is offered to you. Uh, you can, you know, on this site, you can bet what's the first offensive play. Is it a run or a pass? Uh, team to commit first turnover. Is there a first turnover? Uh, who scores the first touchdown? Who scores the last touchdown? Time of the first score, and so on and so forth. So lots of options out there for you in prop bets. Uh, final words here on to uh, today's games. Tomorrow's game, Sunday, uh, 3 o'clock and 6 o'clock. Weather seems to be trending in the right direction for Kansas City, so that is, uh, again, something to think about. So a lot of people talking about pounding the under to start the week, and that under came down to 56. Uh, what do you think here? I know we've, we've talked about it, but do you think we hit the, uh, the the over in this one, or do you, do you feel as though that's the right number of 56 and stay away from it? I do think we hit the over in this one. Yeah, I think... Uh... It'll be. It won't be up by a lot, but I think they're going to hit the over. I think both teams are going to be able to move the ball, short passing game, long, even the long passes for Kansas City. So I'm going to go the over here, and uh, I already said I'm taking KC and the over. All right. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's where I'm ending. I think I'm taking yeah Kansas City to win. Kansas City minus three. Kansas City uh, all day long, and then I'm taking the over. So. As a Jets fan, as a Patriots hater, and yes, I will say that, I, I have grown to dislike... They, when you win this much, when you win as much as they do, you're going to have people who dislike you. It's going to be the way it is, and it's funny being in this region, they don't get it. And much like Yankee fans didn't get it during the early 2000s. Like, oh, why do you hate this team so much? Uh, why, do you know, why do you hate Yankee fans so much? Well, maybe Yankee fans got it, but <laughs> maybe we understood. Um... Uh, Pats fans don't seem to get it. Don't seem to understand that the rest of the country is uh, sort of tired of Tom Brady, sort of tired of Belichick, uh, and definitely tired of the New England Patriots being there uh, each and every uh, year. I will say this. I can hate them and still respect what they've done and respect that each and every year uh, they put out a roster that is viable enough uh, to get through the regular season and make a run here in the playoffs. We'll see if they have a run left in them. They won one game. See if they get two in a row here. I don't think they will. I think this is the Chiefs game to win. Uh, but to George's point, big thing to watch, if New England is able to punch Kansas City in the jaw, or, or if they're able to get off the mat, you know, or, or you know, get off first, uh, put up some points, can Kansas City get off the mat? Can they get up? Can they take that first punch and make the comeback? It, it's probable that they can. We've seen it during the year. They played very well and, and are a very good team. But does experience come in? Does nervousness come in? Does change of, you know, what this game matters for change the scope for Kansas City and change the way uh, they approach the next set of downs, uh, you'll hear over and over again from great coaches, you got to keep calling the game the way you always have. you got to stick with your game plan. you got to you know stick with what you have because once you get outside your comfort zone, you start calling plays that are, are trying to chase, that's when mistakes happen. That's when things change. That's when urgency becomes a problem. Uh, you play within yourself and play with some urgency, with some understanding that you need to put points up, uh, you'll be that much better off. So as we look back at the show, as we look back at the Kansas City-New England game, the LA-New Orleans game, uh, George, any final takes here, any names uh, from a prop bet or from a DFS perspective uh, that you want to highlight before we go and summarize uh, who you think has a big weekend, uh, anything you want to discuss here uh, before we say so long? for Fantasy Sports Day here on Saturday morning. Before we go, this is our last show together, Dan. 
Ah, uh, yes. 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 Uh, you and I are, uh, I guess, on with different people next week. Uh, I know I'm yeah. going with Cam Stewart from 11 to 2. Uh, I have no idea what the name of that show is now. Uh, might, might be Fantasy Sports today. I no, really no idea. Uh, and uh, what? Who are you with next Saturday? I, I think it's uh, me and uh, Mike. I think me and Mike Blewett are going to be uh, pairing up for a little while. Oh, you know, look at you talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers and you know just crush Mike's hopes and dreams. <laughs> All the lovely things that are going on there with Antonio Brown, how he hates everybody, everybody seems to hate him. Emmanuel Sanders getting on him, Bruce Arians getting on him. Uh, good for you. Actually, you're that's right. You're uh, you're doing fantasy sports today with you and Mike Blewett from what eight to eleven. Then I'm on after I'm, you yeah. with Cam Stewart. On the uh, the fantasy weekend update from eleven to two on Saturdays and Sundays. So. Uh, that's what we're doing next week, yeah. So you and I had our we had our little football run, and now we're done. And I must say, it was a, a great pleasure knowing George via you know social media for a while. Have not worked with him. It's been a great great time here. Uh, also, special thanks to Sean Angle for shepherding us through. I will say, I'm also uh, you'll hear more of me during the week, uh, seven thirty to eight o'clock Eastern, doing uh, Fantasy Sports News Desk uh, here on FNTSY. So seven thirty to eight, uh, covering uh, the news of the day, the news of the night, as you talk about DFS for NBA, MLB. Uh, you look at roster moves and all those things. You'll hear from me for a half hour uh, Monday through Friday, 7.30 to 8 p.m. So, uh, genuinely, a uh, great time here working with George and uh, getting to know him, uh, his leaf problems, his uh, daughter's sleepover, uh, his wife spending his uh, betting earnings and more. Uh, it has been a great great time here uh, each week in and week out. And honestly, as we uh, sort of fade away from football, I move towards baseball a little bit more here on FNTSY uh, to Steve and to Kenny and all the other folks who have called in. Uh, you guys were great. We appreciate you and uh, appreciate you guys tuning in each week, uh, making the show all that much more better. All that much more better? That's pretty bad. All that much better uh, each and every week with your input. Uh, George, final takes here. We have Kansas City. We both have uh, New Orleans, right? Uh, no, you have. We both have the Rams. Sorry, both have the Rams. Any bets or any final thoughts on these games before we say so long for uh, FST Football Sports Today, the NFL Saturday Edition? Once again, just want just want to be entertained tomorrow. So all I want to do is be entertained. Give me some good games, NFL. Good, good, exciting games, competitive games, and I'm a happy guy here. Uh, beginning of the year, I predicted the Patriots and the uh, the Rams to make the Super Bowl, so uh, I guess yay for me. I have a chance to win that. Uh, I truly don't believe the Patriots are the best team. I don't. I just can't pick against them until someone defeats them and no one can seem to beat them. I know I'm picking against uh, the Chiefs tomorrow, but I have my doubts about that. And the reason I picked the Rams is simple. I liked all the moves they made. You know, they signed Donald. You signed... Uh, you signed Sue. You signed uh, Marcus, Marcus Peters and Tlaib at that point. I thought were decent moves. Uh, so I liked everything they did. You know, trade for Brandon Cooks during the offseason. So I thought they were the team on the rise there. Uh, Saints, I like the Saints. And uh, I think they may be a definitional team that just peaked a little too early. That's going to do it for today's show and for uh, Fantasy Sports Day as currently constituted next week. Uh, myself, Mike Blewett, 8 to 11. Uh, we will figure out uh, the dynamics there. And then you have George and Cam after uh, for the foreseeable future. So thanks so much to Sean. Thanks for everybody for listening. Stay tuned for Joe and George, a special football show right here on Fantasy Sports Radio.